kidding. Hey, I'm Carla, mom of two, living in the burbs. And I'm Meg, professional photographer living in San Francisco. This is Who Are We Kidding? A podcast about fumbling your way through life with rad friends and stiff drinks. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 13. What's your sign? And other deep questions. <laughs> I like how you said that with just the right amount of creepiness in your Do voice. You like That's that? like exactly what it should be. So we thought it would be fun to talk about uh, something that I consider magical thinking. So things like horoscopes and superstitions and other fill-ins for uh, actually having a spiritual practice. <laughs> um, <laughs> precisely and, uh, what it is yeah yeah because you know we love a good horoscope salt lamp sage burning mm-hmm. all um, that stuff yeah i have yeah. everything that you just listed on no, there uh, yes as do I. <laughs> so we, we want we thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about this pseudo spiritualism and how it seems to run on a continuum from like good to bad helpful to detrimental mm-hmm. yeah like how people use it where it fits in to their lives on those spectrums of good and bad yeah so um so Carla what's your sign <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Virgo um and so you know I'm a perfectionist and I somehow missed the organization gene um <laughs> part of that I wish I had that part a little more um <laughs> but I I can be pretty uptight and anal and uh but also loyal. Super loyal. What, what else do Virgos do? Um, I'm real mothering. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is a Virgo state, huh? Kind of I like a... I would think uh, probably like the, you know, Earth Mama. Yeah. <laughs> have a little bit of that, I think. Um, I don't know. It's not like the world's most desirable, coolest, funnest sign. That's for sure. I'm not sure if there is one, though, if you actually bother to like look at the positives and the negatives of it. Like, is anyone, is any of the 12 astrological signs like really raking in the, the, um, praise? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know like what I'd want to be if I wasn't a Virgo. Yeah, totally. That's what I mean. Like, if you if you really look at them, they all have their shittiness, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, to the most part, I would say it does describe me. You know, I I relate to a lot of the thing. You know, descriptions of a Virgo. How about you, Meg? I'm a Gemini, so I think the basics of that 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 one comes from the twins, right? And yeah. that means you have kind of a two sided personality, which is you know applicable if I'm honest with myself I can definitely be like um you know outgoing and fun and lively um but I can also be kind of withdrawn and sullen um and diff a difficult communicator sometimes so I definitely kind of you know walk both sides of those things um I think one aspect of that people talk about a lot with Gemini's is um I'm, this is so funny that I'm about to fuck up the word for this. It has to do with verbal skills, and I couldn't think of a good word for it. Because um, I'm super out of my mind tired today. So. 
like um what's that word i'm gonna mispronounce it loquacious <laughs> loquacious that's yeah, a really good go. word for yeah but yeah we're supposed to be talkative and energetic i am neither of those at this particular moment in time so i'm like the, I'm, on, I'm my other twin today okay <laughs> but no, meg is so friendly and um gets along with everyone and um uh, so I, th- I think you have definitely strong <laughs> on the positives. I the really, Gemini really spectrum. like people in general. That I like is, them. That I like talking so to them. <laughs> Not this week, but most of the time. <laughs> I, I find myself saying a lot, just, I hate people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I say really, that, but I'm not sure I, if I but mean I, it. Yeah. I don't really mean that, but I, I, have, I get easily, um, I'm not the most patient person, which I would say probably goes with the I get easily frustrated yeah yeah that's a Virgo tendency my brother is one yeah yeah (laughs) and he has kind of the same thing (laughs) so I can't remember exactly like how we came to this topic of conversation when we were originally thinking about it we probably just needed something like not real world because the real world sucks so bad right now (laughs) I th- yeah, I think we just thought it would be fun to like yeah. talk about something that was a little more lighthearted. Um, yeah, than, definitely. I don't know. And we politics. have like a, a pretty strong history of chatting about this stuff. I remember reading all of those um, astrology books in college and and uh, how we used to really read like daily horoscopes and kind of like analyze personalities based on it. it was like a really big thing. Oh, yeah, we would always like do the that birthday book where it's like every day um, has its own like one or two page write up mm-hmm. for whenever you were born. We would yeah. have so much fun reading that to whoever would listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That was an interesting one to me, too, because I realize as we're talking about this, like we're not giving listeners any background on this whatsoever and I kind of feel like if you don't have any background you're not going to want to listen to us jabber on about it anyway so you know figure that out yourself here but I did like (laughs) with that book rather than grouping people in with kind of like a month-long period more or less of their sign it specified it down to a day and that was really interesting like and and how each day had a set of kind of different tendencies and personalities um I will never ever forget Mike Phyllis's oh my god I don't I have to reread it because you know what's interesting is it's also Devin's my sister's he was the day of drama and criticism oh (laughs) my god shout out to Mike (laughs) like talk about everyone else's being all like lighthearted and cool like I don't remember what mine was but it had something like with the word magic in it and I was like yeah magic yeah. and then we got to Mike's and it was the day of drama and criticism oh my god I <laughs> I do remember that now that you say that how could I forget oh it was so funny but anyway um, there's all these kind of like um elements that we we talk about and explore and we were Carla and I were kind of talking about how some of them in life um can be helpful and for some reason uh star signs and astrology kind of fell into this helpful category right it does for me and I think it's because it can help me understand um my own tendencies that like I might not want to be so anal or whatever right like to be aware (laughs) that I might lean that way have like to get to know myself better in other words in the ways that I relate to my sign and then also how to relate to others like 
you know, having kids especially or being living with other people, like knowing their sign, if you put any stake in that, can help you sort of navigate where they're coming from. Like, Yeah, that's a really nice way to put it. Like before, especially if in in heated times, right? Like if you're having an argument with your husband or something, you can like take a step back and sort of look at it and go like, oh, he might be thinking this or responding this way because of these elements of his personality. Yeah, like why um, my oldest son, who's a Capricorn, needs all the explanations all the time. Yeah, he does. He has questions and he wants answers. Yeah, and then he just, he really (laughs) needs like a whole ton of control. So... (laughs) It's good to know that about him. And then it's good to know that, like, in relation to yourself. Yes, who also needs a lot of control. Who doesn't? (laughs) It's good times over here, guys. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Well, yeah, I I battle that a lot with with Craig, you know, um, with my partner, because he, like, he's a cancer. And so one of those traits is, like, uh, you know, tough exterior shell, softy on the inside, right? Lo- right. Lots, lots of time, lots of privacy time, homebody. Mm-hmm. Um, really doesn't want to interact much with the wider world. Home is very, very important to him. Um, right. And I can get with that sometimes. It's really important to me too. But I, uh, like I said before, really like social interaction and people. So I would fill our social calendar to the brim with shit. <laughs> Yeah, and then I would sometimes have to check in and be like, "Craig actually kind of fucking hates that, <laughs> right? This is super stressful for him." Yeah. So yeah. whether or not he finds no bearing whatsoever in astrology, he doesn't believe it for a second. Okay, but, but that's I believe so it cancer-ish. for him. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so whether or not he believes it, he benefits from it a little bit, <laughs> right? Because you're 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 understanding him better, even if it's all made up. If it helps us understand each other better, who cares, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And just like anything, you can't be super strict with it. But I I feel like a little bit of it, you know, adds some value to life and interactions with others. I will say that I do not subscribe to like using your actual like horoscope of as like a predictor to how your life is going to be or like um, I don't like consult psychics or follow like the daily horoscope and be like oh I'm not going to spend any money today because (laughs) Mm, yeah like it does so it doesn't do that for me but I do totally believe that there are like it's so helpful to me to know that mercury is in retrograde like even though that sounds like a batshit thing it's like this if I have an answer for like what it feels like a collective craziness yeah totally it just makes me feel better so or like you mentioned just recently it was only a few nights ago with the full moon oh yeah like oh why did no one in my house sleep was a yeah that's why and i'll tell you right now (laughs) it doesn't even have to be that like woo woo hippy dippy of an idea because i didn't sleep because we have old old san francisco windows in our bedroom i cannot install curtains on them it doesn't make any sense we use them as an exit to the deck on the back right um so for me, the moon was shining in through the window like Into a fucking beacon of light on my face. And oh even when God. I closed my eyes, it kind of felt like someone had an iPhone flashlight like right above my eyelid. I and Craig believe that. <laughs> Craig rolled over and he was like, I can see your entire face in the pitch black. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so there's yeah, that. It's, it's pulling at the tides. It's pulling at our 
lady wombs. It's shining into our bedrooms. <laughs> it- <laughs> it's fucking everything up. <laughs> it totally is. Or keeping it all together, I guess. Yeah, that too. I really um, like the moon. It's the beautiful. The moon is nice. <laughs> yeah. So those are the ways I find it helpful. I also um, slightly try to have babies that are not of certain signs. I love that you did that. I never even considered it. It's so funny. So like we said, each sign has pros and cons. But there's two signs that I like people of these signs, but I do not want to raise people of these signs. (laughs) Okay, what are they? So I would prefer to not raise a Scorpio. Okay. Because um, I have so many Scorpio friends that I adore, and they're awesome and creative and cool, but they're hard to wrangle. Yeah. Wait, is that the November birthday, right? Like October, November birthday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that um, is Mike's Scorpio, drama right? And drama and yeah. criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And like um they they can be um driven like more sexually than your average person. Not all Which, of them. But yeah. that's a difficult thing to parent. Like I'd rather skip that. <laughs> it's it's hard enough, guys. <laughs> um so um, I've always thought like, oh, man, I don't think I have the wherewithal to be a good parent to a Scorpio, even though I love them. And the only other one is cancer. Because mm, yeah, we would probably just fight. I mean, I already argue so much with my Capricorns. I think a cancer and I, we would just implode in a moody rage fest. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> Cancers are super moody. I guess Capricorns kind of are too, but then it's like, it can be hard. Like I can be moody, but I, I don't really have such a tough exterior shell that you wouldn't expect it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, yeah. that is a, like, I'm already kind of wear my heart on my sleeve, sort of like sensitive person. So I feel like people aren't particularly surprised if they've done something that's hurt me or something you know what I mean and that can be like a surprising fight with a cancer I've Mm -hmm. I've been in a 12-year relationship with one I've had a lot of friends that are them and you sometimes think like this person's so like tough and then you do something (laughs) that hurts their feelings you're kind of shocked (laughs) mostly actually though to (laughs) I can't believe I hurt your feelings yeah Um, what I'm sorry (laughs) Also, your mom said that cancer babies just cry and cry and cry. My mom did and say I don't that. Want my- <laughs> want that? So, how does she know that? I None don't of know. us are them. But once you hear it, you're like, ah, oh. it's like in your brain. <laughs> totally. So you know what I think so- about too? With um, I always thought this was really fascinating when I've uh, like, I almost said studied. I've never studied astrology. You guys, I can't <laughs> okay. say that. Okay. When I've <laughs> read about. check myself right there (laughs) okay but I did come across this idea one time that wherever you are um in that like wheel of personalities there's someone that is the direct opposite of you and they would be six months opposite your birth right oh that's interesting Um, and that you have a lot of like conflicting qualities with that person but in kind of a positive way like it's somebody that you can really learn a lot from um, and I always thought that was interesting because I'm a June kid and uh, my little sister, who's 10 years younger than me, is a December baby. So we have that opposition of signs. Oh, that's so cool. The way they talk about. Yeah. And it's actually it has really proven true in my life from our relationship from my standpoint anyway, because 
um, there was a lot about my sister that I totally don't understand, but I really admire. <laughs> and like, as we've gotten closer and closer over the years as adults mm-hmm. and not just, you know, siblings. Yeah. Um, I feel like I learn a lot from her and the way she sees the world and interacts with it. Cause it's really, really different than the way that I do. Oh my God. I love that. It's super funny. Okay. I, so these I are look the for good other ways. examples of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are the good ways that being a a freak um, <laughs> is helpful. Like, we know that it's crazy. Like, we're not trying to say, like, that this is founded in science. It, we're just saying that, like, there's something fun about it. Yeah, um, it's appealing. Which I liked, Mago, you were talking about, um, you made a note about balancing this sort of woo-woo side with the side that, really truly values science and real knowledge yeah that's become like a really important thing for me because um I will admit that like my my background like the way I was raised is uh, pretty much like 90 percent woo woo hippy dippy (laughs) on the scale from crunchy we are it is so crunchy you guys northern california upbringing my parents are massage therapists and yoga teachers they've been like trained in reiki and Mm -hmm. other healing modalities i just used that word so you know that i'm for real oh yeah she's (laughs) legit guys and her her childhood home always smells really good of crystals (laughs) and there's crystals there's so many crystals there's a lot of crystals you guys one time like I never knew my stepdad who you know helped raise me he's one of my dads he um the first time I ever saw him take a vacation like on his own do you guys know what he did he went Uh, out to the desert mm -hmm. to hunt vortexes and rocks well, because that's what you do, right? Yeah, totally. When you get a bug up that's your ass for a vacation, <laughs> and he was, and he like wanted to go by himself. <laughs> this was not a family okay. trip. <laughs> so anyway, was it, I come, was it an eating vacation? It was also not an eating vacation. <laughs> Ooh, when we took a family road trip and we would try to stop for like roadside snacks, he was, told us all this was not an eating vacation, and everyone laughed in his face. It was mean. <laughs> What's Tom's sign? Oh, he's a Libra. My mom and him are both oh, Libras. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. Really crazy, creative, balanced. Weirdos. Yeah. People. But you know what? For all not a lot of balance. <laughs> More of a seesaw effect. More of a seesaw, maybe. yeah. Okay. I love them. They were the best parents oh because of that. Oh my gosh. They're um, so good. Yeah, but anyway, so I all I'm trying to say is that I, I come by this stuff honestly and I've enjoyed a lot of it growing up. It means a lot to me. Um but I also like as I've become my own person and a grown-up I found like such a deep value in science and more concrete knowledge too yeah Um, yeah. that uh I don't want to say I like wasn't introduced to it as a kid like my parents aren't that crazy on the spectrum like we're vaccinated school was very important like there's a lot of ways that we had a normal lifestyle but um but I've come to more of this like through you know exposure to friends and the outside world and living in a big city and all these things um so I feel like when I look at the world through the lens of science that it already is magical and I really only need so much of this um woo-woo kind of crunchy lifestyle to give me that but I do need some of it so it's been a funny 
thing for me in my adulthood of finding balance between the two things. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a super pragmatic, practical person that airs. Yeah, so... you are. I think that's a Virgo trait. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with being a Virgo. So I um I lean so heavily that way and I do not have a um specific faith that I practice that I think for me some of this stuff like a tarot card or a horoscope or feng shui or any of those kind of things it helps me have some connection to something spiritual or unexplained by science um yeah it can be positive as long as you don't you know blow all your money on a psychic or something (laughs) which I have done (laughs) oh well and look you've you've lived to tell the tale I got more money though like after (laughs) it paid off it paid for itself Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm in the same boat you are. Like, we did not grow up practicing uh, any particular faith. We would sometimes go to this church called Unity. They talked about loving one another, and then we all held hands and sang. And that's all I remember. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was really nice. It was super fun. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that sense of like, kind of I don't know, faith for some people, like certain religions from some people can have a really nice combination of a grounding and like an an upward looking like sense of wonder. And if you don't, you know, that's a very positive end of religion. And if you don't have that background, like you can kind of uh, miss out on those things in life for sure. So basically what we do or tend to do is cherry pick things from this mystical realm that help us have some form of spirituality since we do not follow a prescribed religion and I th- yes I think maybe because it's not religious it feels okay to do that in other words um, because it's already sort of recognized as this fun woo-woo thing it's okay to mm-hmm. ignore your daily horoscope but laugh that your husband is a so Capricorn or whatever like yeah yeah totally and I guess this like my my um one note I made would kind of fit in here in this way of like what I run into sometimes is I try to be careful or like at least thoughtful of kind of what I'm cherry picking astrology I don't think falls into this realm but I've thought a lot about like which of these items if I'm not careful may come off as kind of like careless cultural appropriation or something like I don't want to use some other um, you know, culture or belief system or whatever that people do take very, very seriously and just kind of like use it here and there, like as I see fit. Right. So that's like one weird kind of out of left field, not weird, but out of left field thing that enters my mind when I sometimes think about, um, you know, I don't know, like the best example I can think of with this is probably like um, <laughs> dream catchers. Like I don't want to hang a bunch of Native American dream catchers in my house because I don't know what they mean. They, yes, they go yes. with they go with particular tribes, and they actually really mean something to people. And so um, maybe that's a little different because it's just straight up decoration when some people use them. But right, but it's I this, think about stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, well, I have I have Buddha's uh, statues in my house, um, mm-hmm. but my husband is a practicing Taoist, so um, they're his. Yeah, I mean, I like them, and they remind me to be a nice person. Yeah. But um, uh, I'm not a practicing Buddhist, so I don't, you know, 
I I sort of get away with it because I have him. But is it cool to just like have a Buddha statue? I don't know. That's a, a perfect example. I have one too that a friend gave me and I really love it. But uh, no one in our house is uh, practicing that particular religion. So I feel awkward about it sometimes. And um, to that same point, I think I had noted a... Um, a story here when Craig and I first moved in together I have a uh, Virgin Mary statue that came from my great aunt who passed away mm-hmm. um, and it it means a lot to me in a sentimental regard but I am not or never have I been a practicing Catholic um, mm-hmm. and so when we were kind of setting up our house together Craig looked at it and he was like I don't know about that dude <laughs> like he, w- he was raised Catholic uh, you decided at a certain point as an adult for himself to let it go and he felt really weird about it it's really interesting yeah so yeah so sometimes you can you can tread into some pretty um shark infested water with some of this stuff but I think I think we're safe um to have our fun with horoscopes at least Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that one you can do non-offensively. And I think with the other ones, if you're being a thoughtful individual, most of the time people are probably okay. (laughs) Yes, yes. Please um, feel free to write in and tell us how we've offended you so far. Yeah, yeah, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) But that is like on the spectrum of... um, you know, things being like fun or helpful, there's another side of it. And that's part of it. Like these things can become kind of like uh, stressful elements of your life if you latch onto them too hard. And and that is one example of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, you and I both wanted to talk about this, um, the negative side of mystical thinking or magical thinking or um, yep. whatever. <laughs> And probably the best um, example is the secret, right? Mm-hmm. Like expecting things to go a certain way because you uh, manifested them in your mind. Yep. And I have a deep, deep hatred of the secret. Okay. So <laughs> watch watch the you've offended me emails fly in now. Okay. I fucking hate the secret. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that... It, I think it's um, it's a polarizing thing. It is, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I remember when it came out the the book and the whole DVD and everyone was talking about it. I think it was like early two thousands, probably mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Seems about the right amount of time, and it was just all anyone talked about. And uh, don't get me wrong, like I one hundred percent believe the old adage of like smile and the world smiles with you yeah and there is an element of it to that right like if you go through your day with a fairly positive attitude and you're kind of putting out that energy towards other people chances are hopefully chances are you're gonna get some of that back like it's just like walking through the world being a decent human being yeah and I mean you can think about the idea of karma and doing good things and how that can lead to good things maybe not in this lifetime depending on what you believe but you're you're trying to build up a positive cache of good energy like I I can get down with that absolutely Um, and I also really like the concept and I think they I haven't read the secret but I think there is an an element of (laughs) gratitude attached to it that part I really like I do think sure 
being grateful for what you already have is just a good thing to do. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Again, and I think I think that those are kind of like, um, like whatever you want to call them, like the essential core or like the seed of what um, people who believe the secret are like trying to get at. And I am 100% there for all of those things. Where it falls apart for me <laughs> is the new age term that everyone wants to throw around manifesting. Oh my gosh. And I just am so irritated by it. It is one of the most irritating verbs to come out of. <laughs> Manifest is worse than life hack, if that's even possible. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry. It's just so annoying. And it, and it goes back again to the way that like the secret was structured. Um, I kind of feel like that again, like kicked off the second wave of the self-help movement, self-help Oh my God. Self-help movement. <laughs> Jesus. Don't you kind of feel like this? The, maybe I'm wrong on my timeline, but I kind of feel like the secret kicked that off, like self-help version 2.0. It does kind of seem that way, although um, we were just sort of coming into adulthood when that came out. So I don't know if it's just that mm -hmm. we all of a sudden became aware of those things in a different mm -hmm. way or if it was That's a kickoff. A good call. I would, yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to do more research yeah, but too. yeah, You're it does right kind that. of, it definitely seems to have um, really launched a whole like cottage industry of that style of life coaching and books that all sort of feed this uh, story to people that if you wish for something hard enough, it'll come true. Yeah, exactly. And, and like when I was thinking about ranting about the secret <laughs> podcast <laughs> I kind of thought like I should probably look around for a way to sort of like um uh funnel it down into its basic points and so I found a couple blog posts people had written about it that said sort of the same things and outlined the what you were supposed to do for the secret like the steps of it right right and so it goes through some of the things that we just talked about. There was some steps towards deliberate creation, somebody called it, right? Okay. So here, here were the steps for everybody in case we're rambling on about the secret and you don't really know what it means in case you missed it. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lucky step one, you. identify what you don't want. Okay. Okay. Reasonable. Sure. That's, that's step easy three. Enough. Step two. Yeah. Get clear about what you do want. Totally with you. That's fine. It's always good to be clear on do's and don'ts in life. Sure. And that I think uh, getting clear about what you do want can be harder than it sounds. So that's sure a valid mm -hmm. endeavor. Step three, feel what it would be like to have those things. I'm still even kind of with it there. Uh, sure. I start, you lose me on that. This, this extreme yeah. visualization concept of like really feeling what it would feel like to be driving your Jaguar to work every day. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. So it loses, it I, you, you lose a me bit there. there. I mean, and the vision boards, you really lose me on the. I love a good craft, but let's spend our time <laughs> making a valuable collage. This is not working for me, this vision board thing. So it loses you with the with the feel like the, with the visualization. Yeah. And I understand that. I'm not because I, I, yeah. I think you got one better foot spent somewhere else. Yeah. I got one foot on both sides there. Okay. I can sometimes look at the like visualize aspect of it almost as like 
make a mental plan. Okay. Like it's easier to get towards something if you have a mental picture of it or a plan for how you're going to do something. Like this oh, is yeah. a really weird example of it. But before I shoot a wedding, I mentally picture how I'm going to kind of go through the day. I love and that. Like, yes. Okay. So okay. if you look at it more as planning instead of just like magically plopping yourself in this other scenario. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's not what the secret is. Okay. <laughs> they want you to sit down and feel what it would be like to have what you already want. And then the final step, this is literally read verbatim from one of the posts I read. Allow the universe to bring those things to you. <laughs> Please. So, um, please. So if the, if it doesn't come to you, it's your fault because you didn't, you didn't do these steps hard enough because you didn't visualize and want it hard enough, but actually it's your fault because you didn't fucking do anything. (laughs) Turns out out it's still your fault, (laughs) but there was, there was something more you could do than visualize. Yeah. 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 Because like all this, the my problem with the the stressful part and the batshit insane part of the woo woo crunchy aspect mm-hmm. of the secret and all these manifestings and stuff is it really um it really devalues the amount of like brack <laughs> I cannot talk today back breakingly hard work it really devalues the amount of like super hard work that it takes to achieve something yeah and and that sucks. It totally does. And it and it also like lays a weird blame like yeah, you just didn't you didn't dream hard enough. You didn't. Yeah, and at that point doesn't it sound a little bit like something that we weren't raised with, religion? It sounds exactly <laughs> like it. I guess you didn't pray hard enough yeah. so you can't have what you wanted. It's to be you. They do. Okay, go play, bubba. You they do. They try to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> What's he playing? I don't know. I think um, Angry Birds. Okay, don't come in again. Thank you. You're making more work for Auntie Meg. Go. (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness, the pigs do try to eat the eggs in that game. That's true. Okay. Okay, so I I guess, I mean, that, that kind of could complete i'm sure i could have like paragraphs of things to say about how much i hate the secret but this episode isn't really about that so what other things do you find stressful or crazy about well first i just have to have make one comment about manifesting oh yeah please Um, (laughs) i i am talented at manifesting small mammals and small appliances (laughs) into my life (laughs) By doing nothing more than proclaiming this is what I would like and sitting back and letting the universe bring it to me. Like Um, you just did. I just did with a kitten. I did it with Uh my rabbit. Literally showed up on my front porch. That was really crazy. Um, Yeah. And someone sent me a vacuum robot. Um, That was also amazing. Just out of the blue. Didn't have to do anything. It just happened um so sometimes maybe you need to write a new version yeah yeah the secret i think the problem here is it's okay for low level stuff it's <laughs> not a great life plan for like the big things that you need 
in your world. Right. I, I, yeah, I agree. Maybe for like small appliances and, and pets, the secret is the way to go. I think and for so. everything else, you might want to actually do something yes. to achieve those dreams. Yes. Beyond <laughs> just imagining. So now, um, other negative things. Well, it's just, it all, it's like this, if you buy too much into even like your horoscope paradigm, then you just like, oh, well, I'm just um, anal. That's who I am. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, mm. you know, or um, the universe s- or said that stuff was going to be hard. So that's it. Or Mercury's in retrograde. So I'm not going to get anything done. <laughs> like at a certain point, we can't use these things to like. Yeah, it's true. Mercury is like technically in retrograde for two periods every time I have a wedding season. So that just, yeah, that's out the window. Like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another way that I use like a magical thinking type thing in a negative way is that I, um, I'm a really bad worrier. And I think sometimes I have this idea that if I worry about something hard enough, it will stop stop it from happening it's like the anti-manifest yeah 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 um and that's not good because it doesn't work and it makes you crazy um so that's true it's kind of like the um what's the phrase like if i if i sleep the plane will crash kind of thing like you feel like your kind of thoughts or worries or whatever influence a situation yes enough to like keep something bad from happening totally yeah totally um, and if we believe, like, if we're going to be consistent people as human beings and we we believe that just sitting there thinking about what you do want won't send it to you, then we cannot believe that sitting there thinking about what you don't want will send it to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. yeah, totally. It's the um, <laughs> equal but opposite. They're both Oh, um, God. True. I'm really out of it today. Basically, our thoughts don't really influence the world all that much. No, no, they really don't. Um, but our crystals might. But maybe <laughs> the crystals might and the sage. Yeah, see, I know I just trashed like hard on some of that stuff, but I carry around some crystals in my purse. So I, yeah, you know. Yeah, I have a weird, I have weird chimes all over my house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm digging through my purse for something and my hand hits one of them and I just go, oh, yeah, you want to be careful. Don't trip on something because I have one in there so that I don't fall down. That is <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> I love you so much, Meg. <laughs> I saw it in the crystal store one time. It said for stability. And I thought I needed that because I had like stubbed my toe 12 times in the prior week. And so I got that crystal. See, it's so good. <laughs> So so basically, I think what we're saying is this stuff is all good if you don't take it too dark. Like, keep it fun. Keep it as a reminder to not, like, walk and text at the same time or whatever. Like, Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, if one of your friends says to you, like, hey, you might be, you know, like, kind of squelching on someone else's culture and it's not cool, you should listen to them. Um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can't we can't take it to the point of crazy town, which I think is where the secret goes. Um, like if it helps you, if practicing that kind of manifesting helps you feel better, then by all means do it. But as soon as you start feeling like you've failed yourself by not managing to think the world positive, 
then maybe yeah. it's time to yeah take a step uh, yeah back. and also just actually too. get off your ass and do some stuff it's pretty much yeah more important. totally mm-hmm yeah, some of these things they don't really allow for uh, like a healthy amount of a little bit of negativity in life because sometimes life isn't all positive and you have to be okay with that too. You can't be like manifesting great things all the time. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just not it's just not the real world. And the same way that you can't um, magically stop bad things from happening, it's not always um, in your control when good stuff happens and that's actually okay. That can even be a nice surprise. Heck yes, it can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I think that's basically what we wanted to say. Um, and we'd love to know what your sign is. And if you think we're just totally crazy, weird Northern California people, or if there's if you find something in it too. Yeah, or maybe you're sitting there with your friends in Kansas talking about Mercury being in retrograde too. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know like anything about Kansas. Let us know. <laughs> Um, okay so we just have one um segment we want to do today and it was inspired by last time I went to visit Meg I made her record a story that I had to tell her so we're calling Mm. this story time because sometimes crazy shit happens and it's too good not to share um so Meg's gonna patch in my story so I will not bore you with it right now um it's a really good story. Hopefully the sound quality is not too different, but, you know. But, but bear with us. It's It was funny, so, you know. and Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be okay. Okay, Meg, I have to tell you, I'm so excited to tell you this story. <laughs> okay, I'm really excited to hear it. Okay, so the other day um, I picked up Rona from preschool. It's our normal routine. Come home and have lunch. And it's always like, what do you want for lunch? Nothing. I'm not hungry. And I'm like desperate to get him to eat because he needs to hurry up and eat and take a nap. It's like we're on a schedule. That's got to be a lie too, right? He it's is a, it's a, He's always hungry. It's just a thing. So we go through the whole, what would you like? You know, finally decide he wanted peanut butter and jelly. So I make him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And we sit down and we chat, you know, just a nice, lovely, he and I together time. Okay. <laughs> And so I'm sitting across from the table just watching him eat his little sandwich. And this kid never doesn't have a smile on his face. That's you know, true. he's just a really so jolly, mm-hmm. even when he's being a total bastard, he's like smiling. Yeah, you know, like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. really sweet. He looks at me from across the table with the most serious little face. <laughs> and he goes, Mom. You're a terrible mother. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I. What the fuck? (laughs) I looked at him and my heart sank. And in the span of like the 10 seconds it took me to respond, I went every gamut of emotion. I was. First, I was just cut to the core. Like my deepest fear has been realized. I've ruined everything. Uh, He's right. I am terrible. Then it went to like, this is hilarious and I can't wait to tell people because what did my three-year-old just say to me? Oh my God. 
Two, wait a minute. He's three. Does he know what terrible means? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. So thankfully I landed on that one. And I was like. Like before your eyes welled up or something. Yeah, like, like I mean, I was just, in like, complete you shock. Could, what if you'd all like hulked out and just thrown the table? Oh my God. Like, yeah. That's terrible now, bitch. Yeah. Like, that, that was the other one that went through my head. Fuck you. Yeah, totally. You, you want to see terrible? Like. <laughs> No. So, f- thankfully, I landed on, do you know what terrible means? <laughs> and then we get the smile back, and he's like, no. Where did he hear that word? Like, um, Okay, well, he's obsessed like with... Like, it's a really bad word. Where did he hear yeah, that Yeah, oh, my God. Okay, he's obsessed with um, Playmobiles, which he calls Meal Meals, the little <laughs> toys. And they have a Playmobil show... On Netflix called Super Four. I bet it's great. It's uh, it's high quality programming. <laughs> the intro to that, you know, we talk about imagining people in the studio singing um, yeah, jingles and yeah, stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is the most intense. This person gave their heart to this intro. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, I think we can so, find a snippet of it. I really want yeah, to hear it. We're going to have to listen to it. So... Anyway, there in that show there is a fairy. I think her name is Twinkle, and he's like, "Well, Twinkle is a terrible fairy." Oh wait, but he likes Twinkle. I yes, yeah, I so going? I'm thinking that he meant terrific. So I'm like, "Did you mean uh, terrific?" Uh, <laughs> and he's like, "No." Because <laughs> <laughs> that's another cool thing about him. Like he's he's not gonna back down. He no, and like, he doesn't mince words. I, no. It was so intense. I wish that I had <laughs> video of the way that he delivered this news to me. It was like from the heavens shot through him just pure truth. Just, you are a terrible mother. Oh, my God. Just, <laughs> we used the word mother. I'm like, pretty uh, sure. I'm pretty weird. sure it was mother. I mean, it was <laughs> all the way. It could have been mom. I don't know. I was in shock. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, um, it... And anyway, so I'm like, well, terrible means really, really bad. Am I really, really bad? Mean? No, no, you're not. I'm like, so phew, like we got over that. <laughs> I'm like, well, am I really good? There was a lo- way too oh. long of a pause. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, well, terrific means really good. Am I terrific? Still not going to get the terrific. No, no. Uh, not that's not up. that was not what he was confusing. No. It was not. I confused terrible for terrific as much as I was hoping. Holy shit, Carla, that's so funny. It was funny. pretty much the best. Wow. Uh, so now that's our. I've that's already happened. So I can. I didn't have to wait till they were a teenager and they told me that they. That's hated a good point. Me. You got it's, it out of the I, way. Yeah. Done. You have you ran the gamut of emotions. It's just gonna sting a lot less. Yes. On the round. Oh it like won't even really matter. You'll be you'll turn around kinda halfway and you'll yeah. just go, you know what, I've heard it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think you meant terrific. That's what I'll yeah, say. Totally. I'll just turn turn a little bit. I'm pretty sure you meant terrific. <laughs> and just walk out. You won't even do a ninety degree. It oh, won't no. be worth it. No. It'll be a forty five if they're lucky. Kinda over the shoulder. Yeah, actually. Totally. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that's so funny. What a crazy uh, little butthead. I know. So, here we go. I like that. Yeah, it's been a rough week over here in the Liberty Street household. <laughs> this week's better. Last week, blue. Apparently, I manifested some wildlife okay. into our house. 
I didn't at all because I wasn't thinking about small animals. I didn't want any. I already had a cat. Um, I was manifesting a really cozy Sunday evening because I'd been super stressed with work. And so Craig and I were going to watch a movie and I like roasted a chicken. We'd had a nice day at home, like getting dinner ready. I pull the chicken out of the oven and turn my back to set it on the counter. And I hear the cat jump through the window and I hear Craig at the top of his manly deep voice yell, He's got a rat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Probably one of the scariest moments of my life. Now, just before anyone gets all like harsh on why there's rats around the house, it's because we live in a fucking city. And there's a statistic that you are never more than about 20 feet away from some sort of rodent in the city. So don't get all up oh in my, my grill God. about a dirty backyard. It's not that. It's spring. And the cat had managed to catch a baby rat. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm not going to say it's not disgusting. One of the most horrifying things. But you can't <laughs> help it. We had a rat in our but house. But don't this, judge my backyard area. Yeah. It, it <laughs> freaking happens. And it's horrifying. Yeah. It, it's never happened to me before when I was holding a wonderfully roasted oh chicken that I was really excited to meal. eat. That kind of puts a damper on dinner. So I managed to not drop it. I somehow like threw it back in the oven. And between that motion and Craig's yelling, uh, here's where it gets really bad. The cat panicked, dropped the rodent, and it beelined directly underneath the refrigerator. So then we're freaking out, Mm -hmm. not knowing what to do. The chicken's getting dry. (laughs) All we can think to do... (laughs) Is put on, um, I, I put on Craig's pair of extra work boots, <laughs> which was really funny because he's awesome. like, the size like 14. Huge. I like, we tucked our jeans into the boots. We got brooms. Oh my God. I, I love that you, go- you fashioned yourself yeah. a sort of a hazmat situation. Yeah. Okay. Has, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> God, they're so gross. They carry disease. And I said, we're going to have to hockey puck this motherfucker back out the window. Like, that's the only... Craig was like, what is your plan here? This doesn't make any sense. It's the best plan ever. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And Craig goes, the window's high up on the... Like, right. higher up on the wall. Like, he's not going to go out it. Anyway, so after, like, you know, 15 minutes of fighting, we suit up. We get ready. Craig builds a cardboard platform from the floor to the window, somehow thinking that maybe that'll help the rat to run out it. Okay. We get sticks and we start moving the fridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like screaming at every turn and like and shoving stuff under sure. it and using brooms and stuff. No rat. Nothing. Oh. Nothing at all. Oh. I better speed the story up or this podcast is going to be like an hour long. So basically, we couldn't get it out. We shut ourselves in the living room, tried to relax and enjoy dinner. We put like, it didn't work. It was horrible. It was a horrible night. And then it's like nighttime and we have to go to fucking bed. And the, meanwhile, the cat's freaking out. Probably. The cat is like mad dog in the fridge. Like we know oh, it's still but it won't over there out. because the no, it won't come out. I found out later that it was in some like little area where you could fit your hand in to like adjust wires oh, at the back oh, that, of the fridge uh, yeah you want to put your hand in there and grab a rat yeah out. oh yeah totally nah, no no thanks um so yeah that was the most sleepless night of my life we shoved um like little floor rugs underneath all the doors but we have a cat who wants all the doors open so we can't shut our bedroom door because he just walks around yowling all night oh. i don't know if that's a thing or if we just failed to train him but no, he doesn't thing. yeah so 
<sighs> totally sleepless night. Every movement, we're just like freaking out. Um, and then the next day was Monday. So welcome to a new week oh <laughs> of trying to get an exterminator out. I finally get one out. He shows up. He can't get the rat to move either, but we know it's still there because the cat is just like, will not budge. Oh, my God. So he sets two really intense giant snap traps on either side of the fridge with like some kind of, you know, alluring food on it. And he's like, this is probably going to happen at night in the daytime. You got to keep your cat away. It'll just oh, like bust right. his arm. Which right. Is super easy. Oh, wait. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. But luckily... <laughs> I had enough cardboard stored up to create some sort of a cardboard walled off meth fort. I cannot wait to see the picture, you guys. It's going to be in the show notes. Meth yeah, fort I'm gonna in, the, in the kitchen. <laughs> and basically taped the entire refrigerator and oven shut and it went all across one side of the kitchen. And then I, I created think. like a cardboard roof. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi. Hi, visitor. Hi, Sage. Okay, that's enough, little. Hi. <laughs> I'm leaving him oh in. <laughs> it's already uh, been a so, long Wednesday, guys. Yeah, totally. Um, finally, night two, we hear the snap in the middle of the night. Most horrifying sound ever. And then uh, that was two sleepless nights in a row. Second night involved some rat carcass cleanup. And then the third day of the week included an entire Cloroxing of the kitchen and every other area that oh, may have come in contact. God, you poor thing. Oh, it's the worst. It the worst. I'm not even sure if I want a cat anymore. It's his fault. Well, yeah, I got a cat to because we had a rat. I've always had cats and then we didn't have a cat. And then a rat got in our house and I was like, that's it. We're get, I manifested a cat. Yeah. And um, now maybe that was unwise I, because I don't maybe know they if just it's bring your answer, dude. Apparently, he thought he thought he was do, giving us a gift. Oh, they're supposed to kill it outside and then bring it filleted. I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, man. Well, it looks as though the kids are ready for me to be done podcasting. Yeah, they really don't want you to podcast anymore. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm going to leave them in. I think the people want to know. They want to yeah. hear. They're also not getting their treat that they oh. were promised if they were quiet. So that'll yeah, be. and Carlos, Carlos a Virgo, and she means things she says. Yeah. She means business, so I, they're not getting that treat. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh well. All right, everybody. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our um, little glimpse into magical thinking, mysticism, and uh, children and rodents. Yeah, it was a it was an eventful episode. <laughs> Over here at Who Are We Kidding? Thanks for listening. Yay. And anytime you want to leave us a review or send us an email or comment on an Instagram post, which we probably haven't done in a while, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> whoarewekidding.com. We're at KiddingCast um, on the social medias. And uh, yeah, we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.